Well, it is indeed Q&A on The Voice of the Cape and, of course, uh, live in studio this evening with myself, Mohammed Zain Machitia on 91.3 FM and uh, Q&A with you for the next hour. So immediately you can SMS us on the number 47913. That is 47913. Send us your SMSs and do it early so that uh, we can ask your questions because generally the questions come in later and then people say that we don't ask your questions. So please do that now, 47913. And, of course, uh, the esteemed gentleman back from South America, none other than Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khaira, brother Muhammad Zain. Barakallah fikum. MashaAllah, did you have a nice journey, Mufti? Alhamdulillah, I visited five countries, Brazil, Argentina, Venezuela, Uruguay, and Panama. <laughs> Wonderful trip. And I must tell you one quick joke. You know, I was in the plane from Rio to Buenos Aires, mm-hmm. and that's the time Brazil were playing Germany. So every time Germany scores a goal, so the people start crying more and more in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. Well, of course, as I said to the listeners, that's your Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein back uh, live uh, this evening. And you're welcome to send us your questions to the number 47913. And uh, we will pose those questions to Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. First question this evening, a lady wants to know, she says, what is the benefits or the wisdom in the Idda period for a woman, Mufti? All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Almighty Allah speaks of the Iddat period in various verses in the Noble Quran. That the ladies who are pregnant, their iddat will expire when they give birth to the child, the baby. This is whether it is the husband passes away or whether the husband has issued a divorce. Or if the lady is not pregnant, then the lady will wait for three kuru, according to the Shafi'is and the Maliki scholars, the three kuru refers to the three periods, meaning of cleanliness and tuhur as it's known, and according to the Hanafi and Hanbali scholars, it refers to the three periods of menses, so it shows a difference of opinion. What is the rationale? for it. Number one is Islam wants to protect the ansab and the lineage of the child. Secondly, it is zawj, the right of the husband he has passed on. So you need to show some respect to the husband. Thirdly, Islam wants to protect the woman themselves. That the bond of nikah is sacred. Not today you are with this husband and tomorrow with that husband. So you are not caught on the rebound. So if you want to resettle down, then you have a nice time or period of thinking it through. And then you get married. So there's great, great wisdom in it that as well. You can read the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussein on the voice of the Cape. You can SMS us your questions to the number 47913. Next question, Mufti, it says, Is there different views regarding women that have the khayd in uh, as concerns touching the Quran and also reciting from memory the Quran, Mufti? 
Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us in the Noble Quran, La yamassuhu illa al-mutahharun, that none should touch the Quran except those that are clean. So if we are going to read the Quran Sharif then, and touch it, then we must be in the state of wudu. And if a person is reading for memory, then you don't have to have wudu because you are reading for memory and so forth. If the lady is in a menses, then she cannot read the Quran at all. The hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi, La taqra'u al-ha'idu wa al-junubu shay'am min al-Quran. The lady in a menses, or a person who is in junub, husband-wife relationship and so forth, should not be reading any portion from the Quran and so forth. However, the Maliki scholars have given some concession. They say that if a lady is in the menses and she is becoming a hafiza and, you know, so forth, or she is a mukriya, she's teaching and so forth, muallima, then she can touch the Quran with gloves and so forth. So there some ulama have given that permission, but majority scholars say, no, it is not permissible. Shukran indeed. Uh, next question. Uh, just a reminder that at about 10 past in the next three minutes, we'll be breaking for Maghrib, inshallah, and then uh, after that, we'll continue with the program Q&A. But in the meantime, send us your questions to 47913. Number three, can one make a double niyyah for the six days of Shawwal and Ramadan Qadar? If not, must one first pay in your fard and then the Sunnah fast of Shawwal? Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man swama Ramadan, thumma adba'ahu bisittim min shawwal, kana kasiyami dhahar. You keep the fast of Ramadan, the 29th of the fast, and then you follow it up with the sixth fast of shawwal. Then you receive the reward of fasting the whole year. Therefore, majority scholars say, first keep the qada if you have mustak some fast due to menses or sickness, and then you keep the sixth fast of, of shawwal. But can you combine the two? The Shafi ulama have allowed it, but majority ulama say that no, you must keep it separately. First the qada and then the shawwal fast. But according to the Shafi scholars, they have allowed that you amalgamate and you combine both intentions. Inshallah. Well, final question before we break uh, for Maghrib, inshallah. It says, uh, Salam Mufti, I can't recite Quran well and know only a few surahs. What do I recite when I want to wake up and perform my uh, tahajjud during the middle of the night, Mufti? MashaAllah, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us Salatul Layli Mathna Mathna that the night salat, the best is you read two rakats and you make salam, you read two rakats, you make salam. So let's say, brother, you know, Tabba Jada, Allah, Qul A'udhu Rabbil Falaq, Qul A'udhu Rabbil Nas. So if every two rakats you keep on reading this, so that's fine, there's no problem with that. So whichever surahs you know, and you read it, and you make salam, and then you read another two, and you read the same two surahs also, so it's no problem, all is accepted. Shukran Deen Mufti, we're going to break for Maghrib, uh, and we'll continue at about, say, about 25 past half past, inshallah. Until then, as alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. Wa alaykum salam. Wa alaykum salam. That was Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, and uh, of course, uh, this evening live here in studio, um, myself, and of course, Mufti on the line in Johannesburg. You can SMS us your questions to 47913. Just a reminder that remember that there's going to be a huge, huge march in support of our brothers and sisters in Palestine this coming Saturday. Uh, stay tuned. I'll be giving you the, the, those details. Also, buses available, but this uh, you need to have something from, be it a scarf or flag or something, to in order to get uh, a free trip on that bus. But I'll give you all of those details. Stay tuned to Kenya. Inshallah, after Maghrib, I'll give you more of those details.
Welcome back to Q&A on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM You're with myself, Mohammed Zain Majid And on the line we have once again the Honourable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain And yes, you're more than welcome to send us your questions via SMS uh, To the number 47913 That is 47913 And yes, as I said, get in early And uh, we will be asking your questions to the Honourable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Can you straight into our next question? It says, Mufti, myself and Habi is going through a talaq uh, by a certain organization, they've postponed our talaq till after, which is now Ramadan. I'm six months pregnant and have a disabled baby of two years. He's not willing to give up uh, on the other woman and does uh, just what he wants. Can Mufti please give some advice? In a case like this, where the husband is not prepared to give up his girlfriend and mistress, then for you, sister, it is better to rather opt out and if he issues you a talaq now while you are in your hamal and pregnancy, so that talaq will be valid and your idda will continue till the delivery of the baby. Obviously, it is human nature. You have one disabled child and now you will be having another child. So for your next child, read Surah 3, verse 38. Surah 3, Surah Al-Imran, verse 38. Rabbi habli min ladunka zurriyatan إِنَّكَ سَمِيعُ الدُّعَى O beloved Allah, grant me a pure, pious, good child. And O Almighty Allah, you are the one who listens to the du'as and supplication. For your other child, remember Almighty Allah knows best. It's a big test. So read Surah 46, verse 15. Surah 46, Surah Ahqaf, verse 15. وَأَسْلِحْ لِي فِي ذُرِّيَّتِي O Allah, bring about reform, goodness, piety in my children. Never lose hope in the mercy of Almighty Allah, sister. Shukran indeed. Mufti, going on to our next question. Is it permissible for a Muslim to become a veterinarian, Mufti? For a Muslim to become a vet is permissible. However, if somebody brings to you the pig or something of that sort, then you should... (coughs) then you should tell that person that to go to somebody else because we as Muslims are not allowed to go and treat these type of animals. Similarly, Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah, is very strict when it comes to dogs also. So these are the few pointers that you should take into consideration. But in principle, for a Muslim to become a vet is permissible. Mufti, for a lady that's under Idda for Talaq, can she go out on the day of Eid and uh, wish everybody for Eid? She's not allowed to do so, to go out and wear new clothes and apply henna and so forth, because it is talaq, and talaq is not a happy thing, but something said. So therefore, in a case like that, rather she stays at home, and then her family members come to her home and meet her there, instead of the other way around. Shukamufti, next question, and it's just a reminder, SMSS your questions to the number 47913, 47913, the program is Q&A, on the line, the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, and uh, taking your questions via the SMS line on 47913. Now, Mufti, Mufti, the next question, it says, what am I to do? The husband does not want to sleep with me, and once he said, and she quotes, ek wil nie met jou slaap nie, ek het die eens vir hom gevra oor dit nie, Mufti. Yeah, you know what you'll need to do is that you must judge now when your husband is in a good mood. Then you'll need to discuss this issue as a couple that what went wrong, how come he lost interest in you and he will name it your slap need something abnormal going on. Either he himself has got somebody else 
or either his biological clock has stopped at up at six, or either that he doesn't just the more feels interested in you, and it has become a stale marriage. So we don't know what is the real reason. So in a case like that, the best best way to solve the problem is that you should make mashura and consult one another, and then you can look at the options to go forward, inshallah. Lots of marital questions this evening. This, is, this next one says, Why is it that a man can easily give a talaq, yet when the woman is in idda, the man does not nafaka uh, her? Is that right? Even though the woman uh, is able to take care of herself, Mufti? Yeah, there are three questions. Remember, Islam did not make the talaq easy for the man. It's the man who short-circuit the system. If you study the Noble Quran, you will find that the talaq is the fifth option. When there's problem between husband and wife, then the husband should give advice to his wife. Second one is, then he withholds the conjugal rights. Then the third one is, he takes a miswak or a ruler and taps his wife on the hand. No marks and no scars. Wife battering, assaulting, absolutely haram. Fourth step will be, bring in the arbitrators. So all these remedial measures should be taken into consideration. Then you speak of talaq. So today the men themselves are the one who are the problem many a time. They, they just use talaq as the first option rather than the last resort and last option. Therefore, Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Abghadul halali ilallahi at-talaq. The most hated and detested thing which Almighty Allah made permissible is talaq. So the hadith in Abu Dawood, so it shows it's not something that Islam encourages or just made easy. So we need to follow the proper procedure and sequence. Secondly is, when the husband gives his wife talaq, then the wife, the wife is still, you know, the husband has to provide for her. He has to provide for her the sukna, the shelter, the nafaka, the food, all these type of things, especially according to the Hanafi scholars. According to the Shafis and them, it depends which type of talaq he gave. If he gave one talaq, then he has to provide everything. If he gave two, three talaq, and so forth, then at least shelter he has to give. So it shows the husband does not get the way scot free he must be responsible as well lady says uh, mufti i'm now in my 20s and can't remember how many days i have to pay back uh, as my head were always irregular at times um, she says, what do I do? And in fact, there's another part of this question. In fact, the other one came in first. Assalamu alaikum mufti. I got my first khayd when I was 10. And I did not know you have to pay back the days uh, in fasting. My father always used to pay fidya for me. And I'm now in my 20s and can't remember how many days I have to pay back as my khayd were always irregular at times. What does she do, mufti? Okay, sisters, in both cases, the, the money your father paid or you paid, that will not suffice, so that will be considered as voluntary charity upon both of you, although your menses was irregular, but yet you have to try your level best, use your own discretion, and then take the maximum amount and then say, okay, I have 50 kaza or 20 kaza or 100 kaza, and then every week you try and keep one or two, three fast, and in that 
best way, inshallah, that all Allah will make it easy for you, that you keep the qada. So you must take the initiative and start keeping the qada, and then all Allah will make it easy for you. Shukran, indeed. The voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Kusanya here on uh, Q&A. On the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM, keep those questions coming in via the SMS line on 47913. That is uh, 47913. Now, just a reminder that uh, this coming Saturday, the 9th of August, will be the big march uh, uh, in support for our brothers and sisters in Palestine. Now, I told you earlier on about the buses for the protests will be departing from Lentekhir, Masjid al-Miftah, Rocklands Masjid in Spine Road, Westridge Masjid, Portlands, Masjid al-Rabi, and of course, the bus tickets is not free. The bus tickets cost 20 rand and will depart sharply, they say, at 8.30. For more information, you can speak to the Kasim Khamit on 082. Six seven two one triple six. That's oh eight two six seven two one triple six. And I believe that trains are also for free. So I'll give you more details. Stay tuned to Q and A. Welcome back. Uh, today was uh, the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM, and uh, we're continuing now with Q&A and uh, taking your calls via the SMS line on the number 47913. That is 47913. This question, Mufti, I know it's after Ramadan and Eid al-Fitr, but is it permissible to give your fitra to your direct sister or brother? To give your fitra or zakat to your brother or sister is permissible with two conditions. Number one is they are Muslim, and number two, they are poor and needy. Then it will be permissible. However, to give to our parents, grandparents, children, grandchildren, that will not be permissible. But to give to siblings, brothers, sisters, permissible if they are poor and Muslim. Uh, next question, Mufti. Can a woman make tasbih in the mosque when she's uh, in a menses? When a lady is in menses, then she is not supposed to be in the masjid itself because, you know, in that condition, she should not enter the masjid. But sometimes she may be out of the masjid, maybe in the courtyard or somewhere. So there, if she's sitting and she's making tasbih and so forth, so there's no problem. So when you are in your menses, you continue making the zikr of all, Allah, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, salawat, salutations upon Nabi sallallahu so all that will be permissible. Shukana Mufti, they want you to do some dream interpretation. It says, what is it if you dream uh, about a snake and it wants to attack you, then you tramp on it, it swings its head and it disappears, Mufti? Regarding dreams, Muhammad ibn Sirin was one of the greatest scholars. His book is well known also, Ta'abiru Ru'ya, Interpretation of Dreams. In there he writes, and many other ulama also have written, when a person sees snakes and so forth, it means that other people are jealous of this person here, and therefore you see the swinging of the head and all that. They're trying their level best to cause you harm. So what should you do, O person? Read, Kul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Falak. 
قل اعوذ برب الناس يو نو اول ماي جل ستيتس ومن شر حاسد اذا حسد او الله يو بروتكت مي فروم دوز بيبل هو جيلس اند انفيوس سو ان ذات واي يو ويل بي بروتكتينج يور سيلف ان شاء الله اند يو شود نوت جست ايت ذا فود ذات اني بودي جيفز يو بيكوز ذس از هاو دي تراي اند كوز هارم تو يو باي جيفينج يو سويتس اور فود اور وات هاف يو اند ذن ات از ليست ويت سمثينج الله فوربد سو بي very circumspect and careful that way you eat and what you eat Shukana Mufti, I've been getting up for tahajjud for some time now. Instead of making my niyyah for tahajjud, I do four rakats, salah, tasbih. Is it permissible? Do you get the same reward? Excellent brother, sister, you make intention of four rakats, salah, to tasbih. In that you can make intention of tahajjud. In that you can make multiple intentions. And take out three, four, five minutes for istighfar, dear brother, sister. Quran Kareem states, وَبِلْ أَسْحَارِهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ The pious people are those at the time of suhoor, sahiri time, tahajjud time, they are making istighfar. They're begging Almighty Allah for forgiveness. And you will see the benefit that you will accrue and that will come to you in this world and in the year after, inshallah. Inshallah. Now, Mufti, is it okay for someone to get married young if they and the partner is not both not working, Mufti? Remember that this month of Shawwal Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam married Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radhiyallahu anha our mother Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha had no children of her own but her family members her nephews nieces and so forth she would encourage them to get married during this month of Shawwal However, in this particular case, where the brother is not working, there's no income, and they want to settle down, is not a good idea. Because Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ya ma'ashara shabab, manistata'a minkumul ba'ata. Oh, you group of youngsters, those of you who have the financial means, always get married. So it shows we can look after ourselves, we can look after our wife or children. We don't become a burden to society. So my advice to you, they'd rather get a stable job and done through you, inshallah. Inshallah. The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM, the program Q&A, and uh, we're still taking your questions via SMS to the number 47913. And save that number on your phone and mark it, uh, Voice of the Cape, SMS line 47913. Uh, Mufti, I just want to know if it is haram to redo your wiring uh, of your house in order to pay less electricity, meaning you bypass certain things and then you don't pay for that mufti obviously if you are short-circuiting the system and there is deception involved then that is not permissible because mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam said managhashana falaysa minna those who deceive us they are not of us is authentic hadith in muslim sharif and so forth so it shows that sometimes people get the electrician or they got get one friend and then they slow down the meter or they do some funny things and then valalini patalni they pay much less so all this type of don't mean that the government is corrupt we also must become corrupt the teaching of Islam the hadith in Tirmidhi if people are corrupt you must not become corrupt we are Muslim so we must do things the right way
Shukran Mufti. Uh, next question. Uh, the person says, my father always listens to Q&A, so hopefully he will listen to what Mufti is saying. And this is the question. He's got an illness and he doesn't want to go to a doctor. Isn't it true that in Islam, as a Muslim, we should first seek help from the doctors and then at the same time pray? Because he says his father had the same illness, that's why he will not go to a doctor. Mufti, some advice, please. May Almighty Allah give your father Shifa Kamil, you the son, daughter, obviously you are concerned about your father's health. When you go there, read Surah Fatiha, the entire Surah, chapter 1, from Bismillah, right to Allah, Amin, seven times, and blow on your beloved father. Oh, father, I hope you are listening to Q&A. Almighty Allah made this dunya and this world Darul Azbab, a world of means. So we should adopt and use the means. So you go to the doctor, do the blood test and urine test and whatever tests are required. And inshallah, whatever medication is required, you make dua also. So when we are ill, we need two, three things. We need the doctor, we need the dawa, we need the dua. So three these. The dua, that is supplication, and the dawa, the medication, and we need the dua, and we need the prayer also, and the dawa medication. So inshallah, you put all three together, then all Almighty Allah will give you complete shifa. Amen, inshallah. Shukran that, Mufti, we're going to pay the bills. to the our last segment here on the program Q&A on the Voice of the Cape and uh, yes unfortunately we will never be able to finish all the questions this evening we have received uh, hundreds of questions alhamdulillah but definitely it will go in the queue first so if you send in a question inshallah stay tuned same time next week we will answer those questions first um, uh, Mufti next question it says Mufti is it right for parents to interfere in the children's marriage and also is it right of them wanting to own everything that he he has worked for Mufti. Regarding the parents, they should not be interfering in their son or daughter's marriages. Rather make dua, O Opa and Oma. Read Surah 46, Surah Ahqaf, verse number 15. When you interfere, then it just makes matters worse. Remember that whatever belongs to the Opa, Oma, that is yours. Whatever belongs to the son and daughter, that belongs to them. So we should not now try and encroach on the rights of one another, that, yeah, I work so hard, you must give me this, you must give me that. So that is wrong. And you, sons and daughters, make sure that your parents are comfortable without them asking sometimes, just give them nice gifts and presents and money. So in that way, we love and let love, inshallah. Inshallah. Now, Mufti, I make salah five times a day. I recite Quran, but I'm permanently in difficulty. I really need help, says the SMS. What you should do, brother, is read abundantly the dua of Nabi Yunus, alayhi salatu wasalam. La ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kuntum nazalimin. You will come out of your difficulty in a short period of time. So make sure, even when you go into sujood in your salat, then read this dua. La ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kuntum nazalimin. And inshallah, you will find that all Allah will assist 
assist you very, very quickly. Inshallah, Mufti, next question. My wife is studying to become a Hafiz al-Quran, mashallah. However, she reports that she is struggling to remember her work recently learned. Can you please advise on anything she can do or decide to improve her revision, memorization and continue studying, inshallah, Mufti? What you should do already tonight, sister, it's after Maghrib. It is the night of Jumu'ah. So you read the following four surahs every Thursday night after Maghrib, after Isha, whenever it's convenient. You read Surah Yasin. You know Surah Yasin, I'm sure. Second one, Surah Dukhan, chapter number 44. And then Surah Al-Islam, Mim Sazda, and Surah Tabarak. The hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu was suffering from a weak memory. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa taught him, O Ali, on the night of Jumu'ah, read these four surahs, and Almighty Allah will bless you with a retentive memory. So inshallah, Almighty Allah, make your wife a good hafizah, inshallah, and you will be also assist- assisting her in listening to her lesson and so forth. Inshallah. Last question for this evening. It says, Mufti, I constantly make dua for good health. But at the same time, I realize there are people who have chronic illnesses, yet I make abundant dua for my, for my own health. Is it wrong of me to want to be healthy only? No, definitely nothing wrong in that. I show you the dua Mustafa sallallahu taught us for ourselves and the best dua we can make for others. For ourselves, Allahumma inni as'aluka la'afwa wa la'afia. Oh, beloved Allah, inni as'aluka, I beg of thee, I ask of you, ya Allah, al-afwa for forgiveness, wal-afia, and for good health, and for safety, and for protection. So this word afia is all-embracing, and it includes everything to do with our body, spiritually, physically. Similarly, you look at other brothers, sisters, downtrodden, so say, oh Allah, grant them afia as well. That's one of the best duas you can make for them. So remember this dua, brother. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-afwa wal-afia fiddini wal-dunya wal-akhira regarding my religious matters, regarding my worldly affairs, and my year after, you give me the goodness and comfort and safety, O oh, beloved Allah. Shukran indeed. Shukran to everyone for uh, sending in the questions. Well, we're going to end off. We've got just about three minutes left, Mufti, with some beautiful nasikha, inshallah. We all are aware that what happened in the holy land of Gaza, oh dear Muslim brothers, sisters, children of Western Cape, Cape Town, you know Gaza is the place where Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah, was born in the year 150 after Hijrah. Gaza is the place where Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu great-grandfather Hashim is buried. Gaza is the place, part of Palestine, known as Al-Ardul Mubaraka, the Blessed Land. We all know about the war crimes and the atrocities committed by the apartheid regime of Israel. What should we do? Five things quickly. Each one of us, I beg you, I appeal to you, tonight before Isha or after Isha, read two rakat salat and make dua. Allahumma alayka bil yahudis zalimin. Allahumma alayka bil yahudis zalimin. Oh Allah, the perpetrators of this evil, you take them to task and you decimate and destroy them. Number two, those of us who have to still pay our zakat, 
we still have to pay our sadaqah and what have you. This is a wonderful opportunity. Let us channelize our money through the responsible organizations, right through to Aqsa, and show the people of Aqsa and of Palestine they are never forgotten. We are there with them. Number three, each one of you, my dear brother, sister, don't look at your pocket. Look at the mercy and grandeur and greatness of all, my dear Allah. Say, oh Allah, how I want to go to Makkah, Mukarramah, and visit the Baytullah. I want to go to Masjid al-Nabawi and offer Salat, Salat and Salam to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam directly. Take me to Aqsa. It is our haram. It is our Qibla, the first Qibla. We can never forget it, irrespective of what plans and conspiracy the Zionists have. And fourth one, Ummah. We cannot just have emotion without reading. We must read. There's so much material available in English now. So we must raise the level of our intelligence and intellect as well regarding these issues. And the last one, my dear brother, many of you, brothers and sisters, Allah take us all for Hajjabaytillah. If you can include in your ticket the trip to Aqsa after Hajj, that will be excellent. So you're visiting Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawwara, Masjid Al-Aqsa, and you visit and then you see how inspired, how motivated you will be. So may Almighty Allah bless our flowers and Amen. children of Palestine. May Almighty Allah accept their shahada and martyrdom. And may Almighty Allah liberate Masjid Al-Aqsa and the entire Palestine and Palestine. May Almighty Allah have the entire Muslim Ummah. Shukran Jazeelan, Barakallahu Feek, Brother Muhammad Zain, everybody else. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Afwan wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That was, of course, the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. And uh, shukran once again for everyone for tuning in and listening, and of course uh, for all of your questions. And as I said earlier on, we will definitely be putting your, full, your questions that wasn't asked, answered this evening first in line for next week, same time between 6 and 7. Shukran for myself, Muhammad Zain. Until I speak to you again, I greet you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.